fucking love that thing. So, um, all right, this is a Psychotic Strength Podcast. This is Tyler Toby Townsend. And this is Jerry Chittister. Chittister? Oh, that's fancy. Yeah. All right. What, uh, what's that from, by the way? Uh, I think it's Europe. There's a town called Chichester, and probably what they're not being able to spell. Devolved into Chittister. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. All right. I'm, uh, I'm from a group of not-so-literate people myself. Nice. Bunch of, bunch of mutts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, so here we are. Uh, we got Jerry in here. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the strike that Peace Health is going on. Um, just kind of, are you, like, the leader of... I'm the vice chair of the service and maintenance unit. There's three units within Peace Health, two in Vancouver at Peace Health Southwest, and then the lab pros up in Peace Health St. John, Longview. Wow. But I'm the... Basically assistant to the chair of the service and maintenance unit. So one of the leaders. Hell yeah, leader. Nice. So we got someone big in here. We're going to get into that part. Uh, first thing we're going to hit is gym update. Uh, so for me, gym's been going great. It's been hitting exactly what I'm supposed to be. Um, not as hard yet. I'm not back up to like my, my six, seven hundreds. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm slowing it down because I'm actually taking a break from uh, from some of the stuff I'm on, mm-hmm. right? You got to let your body rest. For sure. So uh, my, my insides have started hurting because I went on a two-year bender. Yeah. But uh, not really a bender. It's just more of a, yeah. Keeping it consistent. Keeping it consistent, right. Nice. So that's how that goes. Um so what do you do? You go to the gym? You do any of that shit? I don't go to the gym. I ride my bike from time to time to okay. get a good view of nature and get that exercise in. And then I got my son. He's four, so I'm chasing him around, yeah. taking him to the park, swimming, the casual it. exercise like that. But when you're talking about biking, you uh, like like a pedal bike. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we talking BMX here? Or we talking nah, just bike? just casual, casual on the street, hitting them hills, trails. The Burnt Bridge Creek Trail is real nice. Like mm. to bike down that. It's not a bad one at all. Mm-hmm. It's getting a little homeless down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely picked up. <laughs> yeah, dude. Always gotta, you know, it's keep an eye intense. over your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, you know, it's pretty chill. I went walking down there, um, and the chick I was talking to, her daughter just took off, right? Mm-hmm. She's an autistic daughter. And, uh, oh, like eloped? No, no. Like So we're, yeah, so we're down here just taking a walk. She's riding her bike. Um, she doesn't want to ride her bike anymore, mm-hmm. and boom, she's gone in Damn. the other direction. Damn. So mom's like hauling ass. Like yeah. at first, you know, it's kind of a mom trot. Like, mm-hmm. all right, you need to kind of calm down. Yeah. You need to stop. Stop Get running. Over here. <laughs> and now she's getting too far. So then mom starts taking off. I'm yeah. like, I got the bike then. Like, let's do this. Uh, like, I don't know. I mean, I've been dad for fucking ever, right? Yeah. So kids are. Kids are kids. Yeah. Shit's going to happen. For real. So let's go get her. But she was she was pretty embarrassed. Yeah. You know? Um, but it was... It's a part of fucking parenthood. Yeah. Shit right? happens, like, I you mean, know. They take off. You chase them down and get them back and mm-hmm. continue with the day. Chase them down. Walk, like, just brush it off. Yeah. Because you know? there's nothing you can do. Exactly. Um, especially in that kind of a situation yeah. where it's more of like a... This is happening. Mm-hmm. Just got to handle it yeah, as that, it comes. Yeah, that child and... is, is going. Yeah. Um, but apparently, even then, it wasn't as bad as it used to be. Gotcha. So, she used to have her just take off, just in random-ass places. Dang, parking lots, just wherever. Scary, too. Especially yeah. if there's traffic or folks. Traffic, or... Well, 
fucking homeless. Yeah. Like, she took off, and then she starts, like, turning towards a trail that's leading into the bushes. Mm-hmm. I can see garbage and a tent yeah, back there. Yeah, for real. I don't, I don't need any of that shit. Step on a needle or needle knows, or yeah. Whatever, man. Uh, or we're fighting homeless people. Yeah. Like, we don't know what's going on, but... Not gonna be a good time. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean... It, just as a parent, you're always picturing worst case. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, I mean, the homeless people could be like, all right, sweetheart, like, you can't yeah, come back here, right? So. But I'm ready. Yeah. Right? You never know with anybody what with their mentality anybody. is, what's oh, going to happen. Makes me nervous. But, uh, but yeah, that trail gets a little intense. Yeah. So, and that was even over um, shit off, like, by Andreessen. Yep. Yeah, that's where I live. Right okay. Off. Well, not off Andreessen, but on that fourth plane area where there's, where it goes across Andreessen and then up through, uh. That park over there, past Stapleton, and are you talking like there's there's like a little parking lot for that trail, right? Is the way what? I've gone there, so there's the trail that goes across Andreessen, goes down that way, and then continues past Stapleton down Fourth Plain. There's like a park and a school right there. You can go down this road and then get right back on it. Okay, can't think of the exact streets, but yeah, yeah, pretty well, long one. We were at the part where I guess you can park. And get on to that closer to Andreessen. I think so. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking but about. But even then, there's like yeah, camp set up, campsites, and yeah, all that crap. I do enjoy that. Like at least Vancouver's not completely like Portland, where yeah. I feel like they're in Portland. They're really just leaving them alone. Yeah, and letting them do their thing. Where Vancouver's like every month or so. Cleaning up. Yep. Right? To a like, different spot. Try another spot. Start or the cycle. Over. They got to redo it. Mm-hmm. So at least uh, they're not making it completely easy. Yeah. Which, I mean, uh, I do get, man, I, I've been to, like, El Salvador, right? I mean, you see real poverty in the world, mm-hmm. and you really start getting irritated at the homeless and, and all that other stuff that are, like, here, yeah. you know? Because it's just, you can definitely do something with yourself, especially in this in this country. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, uh, the amount of benefits and stuff you get, it, it's just phenomenal. Yeah. You know, um, plus my ex-wife used to work at a bank, and... and uh, so these people who are homeless, mm-hmm. right, still coming in, cashing their SSI check, yeah. right, like a grand, $2,000 or whatever, like because of disability or whatever they're getting, like, mm-hmm. that's enough to get an apartment. Yeah. You're, you're kind of choosing to do what you're doing. Yeah. It's a, it's a little frustrating, but there are people out there who... Yeah. I know you're saying, like, yeah. there's folks that do have a choice, and then there's folks that are, like, mentally ill. They really don't. Traumatic stuff happened. Absolutely. Or drug addiction, and... They can't get out of that, so they're just stuck there. It's a but, huge cycle. Yeah, world's vicious. But uh, yeah, world's crazy, right? Yeah, damn, it's, it's a mess. All right, so let's get to this, right? I know uh, we met through Robert Holmes mm-hmm. and Janie. Yeah, right. Does she have his last name? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Jenny Holmes. So Jenny yep. Holmes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Yeah, they're married. Yeah. Yeah, I knew they're married. I just oh, I didn't know. You know, I, I just I haven't hung out with her enough. Gotcha. Right. I should have known, but anyways. That's um, what it is. At a birthday party. Mm-hmm. We had a good time. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are hilarious. You were sitting right across from me. That's right, that's right. Yeah. So we had a good time there, and uh, so Janie called. Rob called. Janie yeah. called, right? Same people. Yep. And uh, we're talking about, you guys are uh, striking. Mm-hmm. So. Hit me. Yeah. What's Stressful going on? situation. Yeah. So, <clears throat> Peace Health, we're doing a unfair labor practice strike. Mm-hmm. Do you know what an unfair labor practice is? I'm assuming it's something about being unfair practices. Yeah, so unfair <laughs> labor practice is where the union charges the employer with a unfair labor practice charge because that employer, in this instance, Peace Health, they broke federal law 
and we file an unfair labor practice charge against them. If we decide to do an unfair labor practice strike, like we're doing right now, our jobs are protected, so Peace Health cannot permanently replace us. So we got that first unfair labor practice charge early this year. I think it was about February, March, somewhere in that timeline. So Peace Health unilaterally changed the way that they, uh, the way we clock in and out. So in the past, we would clock in, you start at eight o'clock, you start 8.05 is when you clock in. It would either be, it would be rounded to the nearest quarter hour. So they unilaterally said, no, we're not gonna do that no more. We're changing it. We had that in our contract, the rounding language. And if the employer tries to change anything in our contract, they need to bargain for it. And they said, no, screw you guys. We're making this change. We're not gonna bargain. So we're like, okay, here's a ULP for not bargaining with us. We had three ULP. meetings. ULP, hold on. What's a ULP? The unfair labor practice. Okay, there charge. it is. Yep. Okay. So we had about three meetings with them over the course of a month or two, trying to explain to them why they need to bargain, what we were wanting to achieve with the bargaining. We were fine with their changes. We just wanted to have that proper channel of bargaining, making sure that we were fine with the changes and the employer's fine with the changes. Come together, come to an agreement. They had their meetings with us but they did not bargain, they didn't bring any counters, they said it was our way or the highway. And then the director of labor relations at Peace Health, one of the meetings, super unprofessional, we're all on a Teams chat talking to each other through the computer, and this guy's on his phone driving in his car during the meeting that we we're all scheduled to be at. So we're asking him, hey, can you read this article out of the contract? Let's look at it together. And he's like, oh no, I'm driving right now, so I can't. And we're like, how unprofessional. We're giving you the time of day to sit down and talk with you, try to bargain, but you're being disrespectful. Won't even be able to sit and chat with us face to face. Right, and, and uh, if I heard right, you guys, that's unpaid time. Yeah. You guys are taking out to do the bargaining or the talking. Yeah, so yeah. this is a little different. Um, so we have like internal officers and then we have the chairs and vice chairs. So normally we would get together talking with the employer to bargain those changes. Okay. Um, but in this case, when we're bargaining right now over our contract, yeah, all the bargaining team, we have to take that time either unpaid or use our PTO. We're not getting paid by Peace Health. So folks that don't have any PTO in their bank, they're just taking that time straight unpaid volunteer work basically wow. for the better of the hospital better patient care and better for our members at work okay so that was the first unfair labor practice charge was that unilateral change to my time they're claiming they could do it we were saying they need to bargain over it and we were fine with those changes they refused to bargain so that was the first unfair labor practice charge of this year and then bargaining starts with peace health st john's up in longview about a group of 18 people, very small. They work in the lab up there, not very seen. Over here, the lab we have in Vancouver, you know, Quest Diagnostics. Yep. So those usually are the workers that come in and fill that lab role. Up in St. John's, they have a specific lab for members that are represented by OFNHP. So they started bargaining in about, I believe April or May. Their contract expired first, and they had similar goals as the rest of us, better staffing, better ways of making schedules. 
changes to PTO, wanting an additional holiday, no good stuff that's going to benefit them, benefit everybody as a whole. So their bargaining team on the employer side was one of the labor relations workers for Peace Health. Uh, one of the HR employees and then the manager of that group of folks. So they've been bargaining since May, haven't come to anything on cost of living, stuff like that, that we're all trying to collectively fight for yeah. as a whole. And then after that, you have the techs, which is LPNs, RT techs, folks like that in those categories. They bargained, I believe, in May or June was when they started. They're still, we're all still bargaining right now, so okay. haven't closed our contract. Made some progress, but not as much progress as we'd like to see. And then we have service and maintenance, which we have about 900 members, Damn. so a lot of people. And uh, we started bargaining in September. We gave the employer our availability August 25th, said we're ready to bargain 24 hours of the day. Tell us when to meet, and we'll be there. We'll bargain with you. So... Peace Health strategy was, well, Peace Health St. John's up in Longview, their group of 18, we can get them done sooner than later. And then that way it's just the tech and service and maintenance. And then they could try to either speed up the tech to get them done, slow down us, so that way we're not all unified together as one union against one employer. So divide and conquer tactics, you know, yeah. split us up, make us feel powerless, but... We saw what they're doing, so we're all together, unified as one, fighting peace health as one union. Nice. So, <clears throat> Peace Health St. John's, back to them. Peace Health, that same guy that was talking on the phone, not being professional, he told Peace Health to declare impasse during bargaining with Peace Health St. John's. You know what impasse is? No. So, it's basically, you're at a gridlock, there's no more countering. There's no more room for bargaining. Union says, this is what we're at. Peace health, this is what we're at. So we're at an impasse. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no room to bargain, no room for movement. But they still had articles open. They still had information requests that Peace Health hadn't provided. So they declared impasse wrongfully, realized they did it wrongfully, and then took it back. So they know they fucked up <laughs> and then came back to the table to bargain more. Okay. So just some of the shenanigans that they tried to pull to put fear and scare folks. Like, because when you do reach impasse, Peace Health, technically they could give their last best final offer. And regardless of your opinion on it, you have to take it. And that's it. There's no more room for bargaining. Well, they just, they just. Here's your offer. Take it or leave it. And that's it. Okay. But what, what, what happens if you guys don't want to take it? If we don't want to take it. I believe it has to go through uh, not a federal mediator, but some type of court where a judge can see was this fair, was this right, see everything. I believe the judge makes that final decision. Wow. Yeah. So and if you guys aren't happy with it, you just pull your whole union out? Well, I'm, there's different avenues you could take. Ideally, we would want to be collected and come up with a plan of how we could fight back if we're able to fight back. Luckily, Peace Health revoked that impasse, so we didn't have to go that route. But that is scary because obviously you don't want the last best and final offer, and then feel like you screwed yourself, screwed your membership. You know, because right. want everybody happy, want a fair contract for you, your employee, your members, and then the patients. Obviously, want good patient care. Right, and the employer. So, 
I do negotiations for a living, right? Mm-hmm. I sell real estate. Um, and I was actually having this conversation with a client yesterday. Sometimes you deal with agents who don't understand how negotiations work. Mm-hmm. And to me, a negotiation works when everyone feels like they didn't lose. Yeah. That is the point of negotiation. Not I win mm-hmm. and they lose, or this side wins and this side loses. Both parties. Everyone has can. to feel like at least they didn't lose. Yeah. Right? So. People don't understand that. They mm-hmm. want they got this whole I win mentality yeah. bullshit. You gotta give them some wins as well. Right. So. Like you gotta give a little to get a, yeah. get a little. And 100%. that's okay. Yeah. Right? I mean, everyone has to be understanding that that somebody may not feel like they won, mm-hmm. but at least they have to feel like they didn't lose. Exactly. It, it's it's a very hard line to, to tell. Yeah. You know? It and is. uh it's stressful. It is. It's extremely stressful. And the hard part is, too, especially when unions get involved, they're fighting this big corporation yeah. where these people are just like, well, we should win mm-hmm. because you guys work for us. And we can squash you. With yeah, the but no, no, that's not how this works. We work together mm-hmm. to complete a, a cause here, exactly. right? So you need to understand the fact that if we don't work for you, we work with you. Yep. And they need to understand that part. That 100%. Part. And it's... Uh, it's really frustrating when you get big corporations like that. It is frustrating. Yeah. It's like, makes you want to pull your hair out. Yeah, it really does, mm-hmm. man. Um, I, I have an uncle that's in the electric union. Oh, okay. But down in Los Angeles. Hell yeah. And so, uh, man, when those ones go after it, fuck. Get those serious. Are, I mean, because that's a big union yeah. down there. Um, that, that's some fighting. Yeah. Yeah, that's some real fighting down for there. Real. But, uh this is cool to see up here that you guys are sticking up for yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. We're not taking it. Yeah. Okay, so the impasse didn't pass. Yeah, so they were back to bargaining, and we're all still bargaining right now. So okay. no resolutions met. And then um, and I wanted to give an example, too, of that, like, you know, you got to give them a win and get right. a win yourself. So, for example, PTO, we were trying to get increased accrual on PTO. So as it is right now... You accrue PTO on all hours worked up to a 80-hour cap. So if you work any overtime, you don't get PTO accrual on that. They wouldn't give us any additional PTO accrual days because they said it's a system-wide policy and be too hard for them to change. So like, you know, whatever is what it is. So in order to give them that win of not increasing our accrual days, the best we got was we are able to get PTO on all hours paid. So if you take a day off, you have PTO to cover, you're gonna get PTO accrual on that day off. On those PTO hours, okay. So we didn't get, you know, an increased accrual of an extra day, but that was the best we could get. We're still getting more than we were getting before. And the employer, you know, feels like they won as well. So that's a good, that's a good, that's a good balance, right? Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you're trying to get the best you can, but like you said, you got to make compromise sometimes, and that's the best you can get. Sometimes you got to take it. Yeah, it just is what it is. Um. Oh, and also how we were talking about big corporations. So yeah. Peace Health historically has never used a lawyer to bargain. Really? They're paying a lawyer right now fifteen hundred dollars an hour to bargain for them. So when we're at the table, they got about eight people. Six of them are management, and they don't say anything during every bargaining session. They're just kind of bodies there. And you got the head of HR and their lawyer. They're doing the lawyer's mainly doing all the talking. The head of HR will step in and say something every once in a while. So you got six bodies, 
head of HR and the lawyer. Lawyers doing all the talking, getting paid fifteen hundred dollars an hour. There's been multiple times in our bargaining sessions where he's like, "Oh, I gotta go teach a class. I got a hard stop at two thirty. So instead of a good nine to five hour, you know, bargaining session, we gotta cut it early because their lawyer has to go teach a class. When in the past, Peace Health can bargain whether they want to or not, with or without a lawyer. They don't need the lawyer, but they're choosing to only have that lawyer represent them at the bargaining table. Man. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So we're not even having... Yeah, it's a waste of money. and We don't even get to have those one-on-one conversations with management who see what we go through. We're talking to some lawyer who's just going to walk away from all of this once it's said and done, you know? Right. There's no long-term commitment to... And that's one of those things where, like, I mean, as an hourly paid employee... Our hourly paid third party. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't you want this to last a bit? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. I mean, they really must trust this guy. Yeah, and originally they had a lawyer. Uh, her husband had gotten in a car accident, so they actually had to cancel some bargaining sessions because she had to tend to the husband. Couldn't make it in, so they canceled those bargaining sessions because they didn't want to bargain without their lawyer. Well, and you know. Life happens. Yeah. It does. But at the end of the day, business is business, too. Mm-hmm. If you can't handle your shit, that's your problem, yeah. not mine. Yeah, and when we have a scheduled date to bargain, uh-huh. you have that commitment. We're going to be there regardless of what happens to anybody on our team. Uh-huh. So we would expect that same respect and dedication to getting a contract completed. You right. know, Rather than waste time, we're still here in October trying to bargain. So. October, man. So when did you start this? May? So St. John started about April, May. The tech started about May, June. No, St. John started in March. The tech started in about uh, May. We started in September. Our contract expired end of September. We made it clear to them we want to get a contract done before it expires. And here we are, all have an expired contract, no contract agreed upon. Okay, so you guys are all still working right now? Yeah, we're all still working. Uh, the strike starts Monday, so as of right now. Well, as of right now, there's still people working at the hospital, but come Monday morning, 6.30 a.m., we'll officially be on strike out on the picket line. And they know that? Peace Health knows that. Yep, we gave our uh, strike notice on Friday the 13th. Damn. Yeah, so with a 10-day strike notice, so... 10 days from the 13th, 23rd tomorrow. So basically, you guys were like, you're going to handle this or... Yeah. On, the, on what is it, the 21st? 23rd, uh, 23rd tomorrow. 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. And we did have bargaining sessions set. I believe like one of them was on the 18th. We gave our notice. They canceled all of the bargaining sessions. Said they had to focus on staffing, which I do get on one hand. But at the other hand, when it's just the head of HR and the lawyer bargaining for the whole team, you don't need all those managers in there to yeah, bargain with us. If you're not, if they're not even going to talk, go let them go handle yeah, that shit. Yeah, that's their get job. To the bargaining table. Exactly, that's their that's job right. to handle staffing, not the head of HR, not the lawyer. Right. That's all they need. The lawyer, head of HR, and a note taker, which anybody can take notes. You can find anybody at the hospital, take some notes. So. They could have bargained with us. We also said, we're still available 24 hours a day. Come see us. We'll be ready. And they still chose to cancel those dates. And as of right now, our next bargaining date for service and maintenance is October 31st. So they're going to have at least a week of strike. Yeah. 
And they know that. They know that. And we had a 95% yes vote for the strike authorization. So Damn. People are pissed. People want to change. Okay. So what does that look like? I'm talking like, what's this building going to look like? So, as of right now, Peace Health has set up a perimeter of fences around the hospital with checkpoints. I saw that. Yep. So you can only come in with your badge. They check your badge out, make sure you're not a striking worker and that you're allowed to come in the building. Or Why don't they want a striking worker in there? Because they said it's all or nothing. If you choose to strike, then they're not going to let you back in the building. Damn. Yeah. Man, they were trying to fight you guys hard. Why? Yeah, because they know we're powerful. You got 900 people service and maintenance, 400 people in the techs, 18 people in St. John. It's about 1,300 or more members, all united for one cause, willing to walk Monday at 6.30 a.m. And they're scared. They know that there's not going to be safe patient care. There's not going to be good staffing levels at the hospital. They can get as many agency workers as they want in the building, but you're telling me you're going to train them over the weekend to do our jobs and expect it to be the same quality that we would provide. When you're flying in these folks from out of state, getting them from wherever you can, who knows if they're able to fill those 1,300 people There's that no may or may walk. No, it's not realistic. Yeah. And you would think with that, that would make them even more wanting to come to the table and get this contract solved so but instead they canceled all their yeah they canceled those what the hell are they thinking i don't know if they are thinking yeah they gotta, <laughs> they gotta have some sort of plan yeah that's a big corporation that it just is not not even try yeah that is strange and these agency workers that they're pulling in you know you got folks that because they they pumped out the propaganda so when we first did our strike vote it was known, obviously, it was coming. We got our vote done. They start pushing out propaganda saying, oh, the union's going to fine you and discipline you if you're not out there on the picket line. So folks are like, oh, what the hell is the union doing? Build resentment against the union, thinking that they're going to be charged. I think the dollar amount was like $2,000, something crazy. Which one... The union has never fined anybody for crossing the picket line. We're a bunch of low-income workers. Like, that's not realistic to find yeah. folks, you know. At the end of the day, you got to do what you got to do for yourself, your family. It's your choice at the end of the day. And I respect everyone's individual choice that they have to make, you know. So it, that means they, they, even if you're a part of the union, if they chose to go work... They technically could get fined by the union. No. No. There's no laws, rules, nothing. The union has never fined... OFNHP specifically has never fined anybody for crossing a picket line. That's not in the bylaws. Those are straight propaganda put out by Peace Health to put fear into people and put resentment in those folks like, oh, my union's shitty. They're going to find me if I don't cross the picket line. Well, that's not even something you do. No, exactly. That's lame. And it's just a straight line. It's like, for what? What's your point? You'd think if you're going to put something out there on a flyer, you would have your facts straight, but just trying to create fear and it's panic in folks. Too, huh? Yeah. They posted it up on the fridge and the bathrooms. They also said uh, striking workers will lose up to like $900 in that five-day period. And then in the fine print at the bottom, it's like if you make $23.50, which 
most of our folks aren't making that much, at least in the service and maintenance unit. Because yeah. we're highly underpaid compared to other hospital systems, very underpaid. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. Okay, so talk to me about that service and maintenance. Who are these guys? So we got like EVS workers. Those are the folks that are mopping floors. Okay. They're changing linens, taking out trash. Which is like constant. Yeah. And yeah. obviously that's the, the backbone of patient care at the hospital because right. you got to make sure the rooms are clean, things are sanitized, and, you know, bedding's changed, all that stuff. If that stuff ain't done, you're going to have patients with, you know, soiled linens and not getting care, getting infections. Nothing's going to be so going right. So that what now falls on the nurses and shit? That's going to slow them down. Well, they'll either have agency workers come in to fill those roles or those responsibilities, yeah, will be put on nurses or other folks that have to pick up that slack because those workers are out on strike. And it's already not like a super quick system. No. It's already rough as shit to yeah. get in there. And they're vastly understaffed. They already have some contracted workers. They're not able to bring in new recruits that they do. They don't last that long. Because so these nurses are probably a little on your side here, right? Yeah, we got a lot of support because the nurses, they're in a WSNA, Washington State Nurses Association. But yeah. they got our back. They've been in this position before, you know, dealing with Peace Health and the shenanigans they try to pull. So yeah. they fully got our back and they understand. Well, these are guys you're working hand in hand with yeah, all day. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. One team trying to get good patient care and... Make it to the end of the day every day. So, how what are you expecting this to go to? So, as of now, because Peace Health, they also threatened to cut our health insurance if we are still out on the line by November first, which is scary, you know, because you got folks that have health issues themselves. You got folks with family that depend on that health insurance for chronic illnesses and then obviously you know shit happens people get hurt you don't want that to happen at a time you don't have health insurance so and then you got folks that have cancer you know and that's a real fear of they need to handle their own health and take care of themselves so that therefore prevents them from going out on the line because of that fear of losing their health insurance which is another divide and conquer tactic. You know, you put the fear in those folks and they're going to fall in line and continue to do what they need to do. How many people do you think you're going to lose because of this propaganda or these fear tactics? So we talked as a group and we made a decision due to the fear tactics like that. We have decided to cut the length of time. Originally it was open-ended strike. So we would strike October 23rd and then we would decide as a team when we would come back into the workplace. Okay. With that fear and that cutting the health insurance threat, you know, it's a viable threat. We could try to call their bluff, but nobody wants to call the bluff like that where it's a big effect on people and that's people's livelihoods. So we're going to do a five-day strike now. So Monday through Friday with the return to work the following day, Saturday. And therefore, people would still be able to keep their health insurance because Peace Health says you have to work a week in the month in order to maintain your health insurance for that month. So we go back the 28th, our health insurance will be good for the month of November as we're no longer on strike. So Smart. Yeah. I mean, 
it is what it is. We're still getting the goal accomplished of the strike, but we're also looking out for our members that where that is a viable threat. So that way they do well, have. Then the, you can go on strike again and yeah, exactly. Okay. If we wanted to, so it's not like we're just closing all doors and being like, "This is it. This is our last." Just giving step. them a little taste. Here. Yeah, like look at the power we got. Here's yeah. a little five day presentation. Do you want to find out what it looks like again in the future? Yeah, and hopefully that would bring them to bargain better, bargain fairly, and come to better so, terms with us. Can you use your PTO for this strike? If you got PTO approved, which nobody knew when the strike was going to happen, so it's kind of like a gamble, you know, if you had a PTO request on a day next week that PTO is approved, they cannot retract that PTO day. Okay. So you have Wednesday off, you're getting paid for Wednesday, whatever your shift hours are. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, but otherwise, you're taking it unpaid. You're taking a, a short-term loss for a long-term benefit. Okay. And then there's also, like, financial resources. There's going to be loans, interest-free loans through the AFT, up to $600 weekly. Obviously, they're only going to be there for five days, so it'll be able to cover those financial hardships. And then we also have a hardship fund through OFNHP that will be able to be given to members if they have hardship. Okay. So, I have financial resources for folks that, you know, do have the immediate need for resources. Right. All right. So, you talked about you wanted the PTO part, right? Yeah. Which you guys already settled up on that part. Mm -hmm. Tell me the other big points that you guys are Talking working points. on. So, we're trying to get staffing ratios for the hospital because you got CNAs in the hospital that are working one CNA to 30 patients. And Damn. That's, yeah. It's common. It's not like a, every once in a while, it's almost daily, multiple times a week. So one, one CNA is going to get burnt out trying to run to 30 patients, and then you got patients that have a higher need than others, so now they're here, oh, do I go to Bob with a bed sore and needs to be flipped, or do I go to Jim that needs to be fed and showered, X, Y, Z? You know, they're having to choose between what patient care to give, what patient care is more important. That's not fair to them, and that's not fair to the patients. And that just creates more burnout, creates more resentment towards the employer. They're not able to keep and retain folks, so... It's not a long-term solution if you're wanting to keep staff and provide safe patient care. And then like the EVS workers, for example, they're running all over the hospital cleaning anything they're told to clean. They're supposed to have designated areas, so their staffing ratio would be like one EVS worker to this floor of the hospital. So that would be like the ratio in that sense, since they don't handle direct patient That's care. That's what you're going for. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Just And then, you know, if the employer fails to meet those staffing ratios that we decide upon, there would be a penalty against them. And it's not to punish them, but it would encourage them, hey, there's an issue here in staffing. What are you going to do to get more people in the door yeah. to fill those missing positions? And then we try to get MLK Day as a holiday. They flat out refused that was one of the battles that we weren't gonna win so like you said earlier you know you got to give them some you got to get some yourself so we dropped that because it wasn't a hill we wanted to die on they gave a fake promise they're like well you know maybe in the next year or two we might put out a holiday system-wide so that was their suggestion that there's a potential holiday to give us in the future 
but no guarantee. It, was that BMLK or like? We don't know. They didn't give us any specifics. They just said, hey, you might get a holiday in the future. No guarantee. And then for like <clears throat> clinics, like I work at Family Medicine right off Main Street and 33rd. So we're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5. We're closed for the holidays. So being closed for the holiday, we don't get any holiday pay. We're not able to pick up any extra shifts for time and a half. We have to use our PTO on that holiday or take it unpaid. That's not okay. No, it's garbage. Yeah. I mean, at least we get to use our PTO. Like, at least we're getting some compensation. But right. when you got an employer that gives others the opportunities to make time and a half, stuff like that, and we don't have that opportunity, we thought it was only fair for the clinics that are closed during holidays to just get paid regular rate of pay just for those eight hours. And they said, no, we don't want to do that. And that was another hill, you know. Do we really, it's only a select few clinics. We got a large membership, so we dropped that because we got to focus on what's important. So stuff like that, got to give them some wins. Do what you got to do. It sucks, it hurts, but you know, you got to pick the battles that you want to win. So yeah, staffing ratios, wages, wages are the big one. Um, also discipline at work. So at least in my unit, the service and maintenance unit, they will pull folks into investigatory meetings. So that's where you have management, someone from HR, they bring you into a room, they ask you questions about something that happened. For example, PARs at the hospital, they get their productivity measured based on how many patients they get checked in, what are they doing on their computer. The employer will pull all that data for every employee get an average and then we'll pull folks in and be like why are you under average why aren't you being productive enough and then we'll discipline those people instead of being like hey you should be doing x y and z to increase your productivity but no they just want to flat out discipline you or if they don't like you they can just pick and choose what they want to discipline you with you get three strikes and you're out and you're fired terminated so they have a supposed to be a verbal talk with the employee and then um, a coaching or a warning step one two three they're not supposed to stack unrelated discipline so say you came into the office 10 minutes late that would be an, an attendance issue and then you got for example what I used earlier that productivity issue so those are two separate related things you're not supposed to stack them on top of each other and make that two strikes yeah this will be a one strike here yeah one strike here so that way you have the chance to improve <clears throat> on those specific issues but they're like no we're gonna stack those so now you get in trouble one more time and you're out of here there's no no forgiveness and those corrective actions are on your file for two years so you're walking on eggshells for those two years trying hoping not to get in trouble trying to do the best that you can and something happens, and you're out the door. So, so three, if you're late three times, you're fired? Ideally, yeah, per their policy. Jesus. Yeah. So I'd have been fired so fast. I'm <laughs> yeah. late every day, and stuff happens, day. you know. There's other things in life where yeah. you end up late, or there's traffic, you know. You try to leave early. It's like shit happens every day. You know, oh, yeah. you got to give people some room, some wiggle room, and chance for improvement. Peace Health likes to bully, stack those disciplines, and get folks out the door. Well, you know, there's a big thing going on right now with, um, I don't know if you've heard of this, but like uh, time blindness. 
Have you heard of that? Sounds familiar. Yeah, so, it, so it's like a, <clears throat> it happens a lot in neurodivergency, mm-hmm. right? So like, uh, like I keep talking about it, and now that it's become a thing, um, I'm really looking into it because, like, no matter what I do, no matter when I get up, no matter what happens, I'm late every fucking time. Like, yeah, and I'm like, dude, this is an important meeting. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm still fucking late. Like, I don't understand. Like, I'm up on time. Yeah. I give myself plenty of time, even extra time to get there. Yeah. And I'm still fucking late. Like, I don't even get it. Damn. And apparently it's a part of your brain that just doesn't understand that the, the clock is still moving. Yeah. Right? And it's, uh, like, I have ADHD crazy bad. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things with ADHD is you're, like, time blind. Yeah. And so it's becoming a thing where, granted... That's not really an excuse. You need to be on time. For sure. Right? Like but you if you're out focused how. on something and you're in the groove. Right? And... It's, it's rough, man. Because, like, I'm seriously... like, If my assistant's not with me, I'll be late. Yeah. I will be. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I was I was on time today. Like, that's a fluke. Once in a lifetime. Shit don't time. happen. <laughs> yeah. And that on time means I was here two minutes before we were supposed to start. Gotcha. Right? And really, I wanted to be here about 15, 20 minutes. I wanted to be set up. Yeah. And then go get you uh-huh. at 9 o'clock, right? Yeah. So really, to me, I, I was late. About 15, 20 minutes. Gotcha. Because you saw how long it took to set all yeah, this bullshit yeah. up, right? So <clears throat> it's definitely rough, man. I mean, what about those people? How are they going to be able to do anything? Yeah. And I mean, there is... I mean, depending on, like, uh, i trying to think of the word. Like, accommodations, you yeah. know, like... Like, there's the Americans with Disabilities Act that gives us some protections if there are folks like that who truly need that. I don't think it's recognized that right now. ADHD? No, ADHD is. Or the, I, time, the time blindness. blindness yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, I can say from experience in my place, there's there's folks that come in consistently late. And right. It is what it is. Which is also why it was nice that we had that rounding back in the beginning of the year because you technically could come in 8.06 and... It rounds down to that 8 o'clock start time. So you're technically late, but with the rounding, you're still fine because you're under that 15-minute So now they took that away. Yeah. That's disciplinary action every time. Yeah, disciplinary action. And they also... So say you clock in 7 minutes late in the morning. You start at 8 o'clock. You clock in at 8.07. You clock out at 4.53... Well, now you have 14 minutes that are taken from your day, and they're going to take your PTO to fill that time. Whoa. Yeah. And that was part Shouldn't of that their... Shouldn't that be okay? You would think, or you would think you would at least have to give consent for them right. to do that. And that's what, one of the things we were trying to bargain, like, we were fine with eliminating rounding, but we wanted rules, like, so people wouldn't get in trouble for coming in seven minutes late, give them a grace period. Right. Have folks give consent if they want their PTO taken or not, because that's your PTO, you earned it. Right. But now you're seven minutes late, and the employer can take that every single time that you're late or you clock out early without your consent. Wow. So that hard-earned PTO, yeah, it's just taken, and you have nothing to say about it. Okay. So what's a grace period to you? 15 minutes? I mean, ideally, 15 minutes is nice. I'd say even 10 minutes is fine. We were fighting for a seven-minute grace period. So 
we were more than you know willing to give them the benefit yeah. of having that seven minute grace period clocking in or clocking out and they just flat out refused they didn't want to bargain any rules it was their way or the highway Damn. which is why we filed the unfair labor practice charge because it's flat out refused to bargain and we were fine with some of the stuff that they're trying to implement we just wanted it in our contract bargained how you're supposed to do and yeah they refused to yeah that's not okay i no. mean it's like they're basically treating you like yeah just employees yeah that's it like like and that's that's the issue is you guys aren't working for them you're working with them with them yeah so and we're all working collectively together and they just want to continue to divide sure. conquer and squash on us every chance that they get but we're not taking that shit, and we're, we're stepping up every damn Good. time that we can. Good, man. So, you have walking shoes for the strike? Yeah, I got Good. plenty of shoes. Yep. Good, Got man. my Adidas, my Nikes, I'll be set. Nice. And then, I don't know what the weather's going to look like, but we got oh, ponchos shit. set up, we got umbrellas, tents, porta-potties around the hospital. They're going to be covered on all our bases. Okay. And then, yeah, it's going to be 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m., Monday Shit. through Friday. We're going to be out there all day making noise and being loud. And being a part of the, the union, you're going to have to be out there the whole time. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it just to support my coworkers right. and showing that leadership and showing we're all together and we can win this, but... Yeah, because yeah, I wouldn't vote you back in if you weren't out there. <laughs> For real, no. <laughs> that's garbage. You're, you're all in or nothing. Fuck like, yeah, that's man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I love my team, love my coworkers. We're a strong union, strong unit. And this has never been done before where you got the service and maintenance, the techs, Peace Health St. John's up in Longview. We got two different hospitals, three different units, and where the employer tried so many times to finish up the techs, finish up St. John's, try to keep us divided and conquered, but we said, fuck that all came together and we're all fighting the same battle against one employer that's good man oh, yeah that's really good for real just gotta keep that solidarity can't oh, let shit. them break us so oh, there's only 18 of you guys up in uh up Long in the st john one yeah so they thought that's they a, could bully them and that's a big ass building. and could you imagine if yeah it's a big building there's other unions in there like uh, I think it's SEIU that handles their service and maintenance workers up okay. at Peace Health St. John. So different unions in the hospital. We happen to have the lab professionals up there. Okay. But could you imagine if a, just a sole group of 18 people were like, screw you guys, we're going on strike. They would laugh. They wouldn't care. So it's 18 people. But you got the 1,300 all together, then that's a problem because we're all sticking together. And we're not going to let you bully individual groups. So you're going to have to go up to Longview too? Um, they're going to have a strike up there as well. So they'll kind of have their their own strike going on up there. We're going to have folks coming up there to support them as well since they're a smaller unit. But then the bigger one's going to be at PCL Southwest. And it'll be the same timeline, I believe, 630 nice. to 7. Yeah, because that'll be hard for those 18 up there. Yeah, exactly. Lonesome. And that's why we're sticking together and... We're not going to be finishing up until they get a fair contract because we're not letting them divide and conquer us. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. Sticking together, sticking through it, getting to the finish line. Yeah. It's coming. So what uh, what, what are you looking for wage-wise? Wage-wise, so we started out 
all of us had the same wage proposal in mind. It does sound high, but with bargaining, you start high, they start low, you move to the middle, find a compromise. So we asked for 25% year one, 15% year two, 10% year three. I have the specific percentages of what Peace Health countered. So Peace Health's first counter from that was 3% year one. Yeah, which that's usually what we get in say October, like on our last contract, that's what they'd give us for like a cost of living adjustment in the past. But with inflation being 8%, everything is expensive as hell. It's like, there's gotta be a big change. We're living paycheck to paycheck. You got folks in my unit that are living out of their car parking on the streets by the hospital just to sleep and make it back in for their next shift. Also, Peace Health, they have a dove pantry to have folks donate food for their employees that are struggling with buying food and buying toiletries, paper towels, stuff like that. So, I mean, just the fact that an employer is going to have a food pantry for their employees, like, come on. Obviously, they're underpaid. So yeah. yeah, and they got they know it. Yeah, they know it. That's why they have stuff That's like that. That's fucking crazy. It's ridiculous. So yeah, Peace Health countered with three percent year one, two percent year two, two percent year three, seven percent over three years, not even inflation of last year. So obviously, I felt like a slap in the face, disrespectful yeah. as hell. Like fuck us, we're worth nothing. At the same time, you know, bargaining, you do got to start low, but we didn't expect them to be damn poverty wages. Like, that ain't shit. We're serious. We're trying to get to a compromise, and you're coming with some low-ass wages like that. Then they claimed, well, they countered again with uh, 4.5%, 3%, 3%. We came down, matched what they had increased by. We dropped by. Their most recent counter was 5% year one, 3% year two, 3% year three. They said based on the market, the average cost of living adjustment was 4.1%. No. So they said, you guys should be happy. We're giving you more than that. We're going above and beyond for you. And it's like, no, again, not even keeping up with inflation of last year. Like we're losing the buying power of our dollar. We need more money. You guys have the money to give us. Example, medical assistant like myself, they're paying a scab worker to come in. They're paying them $50 an hour to do my job. You got ED techs at the hospital paying them $8,000 a week to do their job. It's like you guys can cough up all this money to have a short-term solution that could possibly jeopardize patient care, but you can't give us a couple bucks just to survive it's disrespectful and it's sad but that's why we're fighting yeah and then you got they proposed to us at the last bargaining session a socially just minimum wage and that socially just minimum wage is 17 dollars an hour that no worker in the hospital would make less than are there people making less than that right now yeah okay and minimum wage next year is, I believe, sixteen twenty-eight. That's what it's going to be so next year. I don't understand why they think you guys work in a hospital and you can make just about minimum wage. That's bullshit. Yeah. You and should we, be in the 20s at least. At least the yeah. bare minimum. Especially when you can go flip burgers at McDonald's, don't need a degree, certificate, I mean, you can nothing. walk in there and be management. They have yeah. that on the fucking wall. On the side, yeah. yeah you see it when you're in the drive-thru. Exactly. Some shit from manager. Yeah. 
Like, why not? For real. But us that are responsible for patient care, our right. community, and we're given some poverty wages. Like, it's a big disconnect. Makes no damn sense. So we said, what what is socially just about that wage? Because we didn't understand it. You know, $17, that's, that ain't shit for us. And they're like, we're like, is there a study? Did you guys, do you guys have data for why this is socially just? And they said, it's just the name we gave it. Nice. Yeah. We're like, great. That's awesome. And I believe there's studies from MIT for Clark County where a single adult to have a livable wage, I believe is $21 and some change an hour. Oh, yeah. So it's like, take a look at a real study. You guys just pulled this out of your ass and tried to give it to us. Like, so... Again, I, I mean, I, I can only relate with what I got, right? But uh, I, I sell real estate. You guys can't even afford a house. There's no fucking no. way. I've been wanting a house for so long, and there's, <laughs> not with my wages. There's, there's no way. It's not realistic. I mean, so I've had to deal with a lot of um, people who are local having to move up to Longview, Coso. Yeah. $100,000 less mm-hmm. to, to seventy five, whatever, right? Depending on what you're looking for. But... That's some bullshit that you have to move out of town yeah. and drive 45 minutes to work just to get a house. Exactly. You should be able to live in the fucking county you work in. Yeah. But there's no way. I mean, granted, we had an issue called... we. What we had was a 22 AD issue, um, which is basically when somebody per- puts, in a, um, puts in an offer... Mm-hmm. They say, if it doesn't appraise for this much, we will cover the rest with cash. That's a big fucking ask. Yeah. Because like if you're 50 grand low, 25 grand low, fucking 10 grand low, yeah, you're going to cover that shit with cash? That's a lot of money. It's Californians, uh-huh. right, coming up here doing that shit. Well, the issue is, when I price a house, it's based on what is sold in the area. Now, okay. you paid 50 grand more than this house was even worth. Mm-hmm. Well, now your neighbor's house is worth that much. Oh, okay. And you just fucked that neighborhood. Because now my numbers are skewed higher Uh because of this. Because of that high offer. And so the issue was they were doing it every fucking time. I had people who lived here. 18 offers was the most I got to. Damn. 18 offers with one fucking client. On houses. And I'm talking, I'm not talking like we put in 18 offers. Uh I'm talking we put in an offer. Get declined, have to go look again, put in an offer, get declined. Like six months, damn. We're looking for a fucking house, Just and this constantly usually takes going me in two circles. weeks. Yeah. it's nuts. But that's because I mean, how can a full price offer, no contingency, no nothing, with a nice down payment? It's nothing when you come in and say, "Well, I'll pay you twenty five thousand dollars more than the house is even worth." Mm-hmm. No matter what. And you're like, fuck. For real. And you just screwed at that point. Right. So now now normal people, people who live and work in this county, yeah, been here. can't do shit. Uh-huh. Because how are you supposed... You have a full price offer. Yeah. You can't that It wasn't even that. worth it. They were literally putting in the notes, come in with a 22 AD or it won't be worth it. Damn. And you're like, fuck that, man. For like, real. I, I refused. Because I'm telling my clients, don't pay... More than the house is fucking worth. That's yeah. what this 22 AD, that is what it is stating. I will pay this whether it's worth it or not. Gotcha. Fuck that. Uh-huh. Because now it's worth that. 
Right? Which sounds good to you because yeah. you purchased it if you can. Yeah, if, if that's a realistic. Who the fuck's got just 10, 20, 30, 50 grand yeah, in their pocket? For real. Not it's your bullshit. average Joe on the street. So now you, that's where that 8% inflation shit came from. Mm-hmm. I mean, because now you've got houses being worth way more. People are still fucking buying them. Yeah. Right? We have uh, an inventory issue still. Right? So a normal amount of inventory is six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Right? That's a normal amount of inventory, which means that if we don't take any more listings, it will take us six months to sell every single house that's on the market. Gotcha. We're at a one and a half right now. One and a half in winter. Damn. That is fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Like, I mean, I listed a house and within three weeks it's sold. Gotcha. Gone. Like, it's like- fucking nuts. It's not okay. No, not at all. Right? So they expect you to live on these fucking wages. Not only that, but you shouldn't be given a wage that you can progress in life. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck are you going to do with that money? For real. Survive. That's it. That's all you can do. That is not an okay way to live. No. Surviving is not living. Right? It's heartbreaking. Especially when you got a family to support. Well, not only that, but like... You're flipping burgers? Yeah. Sure. Minimum wage. Yeah. Absolutely. You probably just started in the workforce. Entry-level job. Or if you just choose to do that, that's your choice, right? It is what it is, Uh right? But but fucking people working in a hospital, keeping us alive and shit. Exactly. Keeping us healthy, all that. You're daring to choose to pay them barely minimum wage or barely over minimum wage. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. If anything, everyone in that hospital, I... This is new for me. Mm-hmm. This is brand new information because I expected everyone in that that hospital. I don't give a fuck if you're mopping floors yeah. to be making over twenty dollars an hour. Exactly. The I thought that was like a sought after job because you get paid well. You work in a fucking hospital. Yeah. You know how much money those assholes make every day? Times. Chemo, fucking the prescription cost that is fucking bullshit. Surgeries. Surgery, like goddamn, doctors are making stupid money. Thank. Stupid money. One of the the imaging departments think they said they made over, they make hundreds of thousands of dollars a day. Oh, yeah. And then you got the CEO, president, Liz Dunn, you know her? She's the president slash CEO of Peace Health as a whole. So she, from I believe 2018 or 2019, yeah, 2019 and 2022, she had a 196% wage increase. That's hot. Yeah. Good for her. So, $4 million last year, plus a six-figure bonus. We don't get no damn bonus, and we can't even get a couple dollars thrown at us. I mean, if she just made $2 million, Fuck. that other $2 million would increase all your fucking wages yeah, easy. exponentially. Invest in your employees. Right. That's how you got to build a good business. Exactly. So, it sucks because a lot of people build business, get to a certain point, and then get greedy. Yeah. It's real fucking bullshit. And in the last three years, you can see all these executives at the top and just hoarding the wealth, just wages going up for them, bonuses going up for them, and then you got us at the bottom holding the hospital down. They're not over there wiping asses and giving shots, making money. They're at the top, probably having their assistants doing damn everything for them. And yeah, we're only good enough for $17, socially just. So Air quotations. Yeah. <laughs> For real. And Kaiser, they just had a three-day strike a couple weeks that. ago. Yeah. yeah. Got it done in three days. They got a contract done the following week. 
they got a $23 an hour minimum wage for all employees. God damn. Which is realistic, you know? Like That's fair. Yeah, that's all the fuck we're asking for. Just something fair, something livable that we can survive on. They also got uh, multiple bonuses throughout the year, depending on how Kaiser does financially. So if they're not doing good financially, they'll get a lower amount bonus. If they're doing exponentially well, they'll get a higher bonus. Multiple bonuses a year. Peace House, the last time they gave us a bonus was when we were doing a rally last October in front of the hospital, and they dropped $1,000 on everybody to try to dissuade folks from getting out there doing union activities. And one of the messages, they said, how can we afford to give our employees this bonus? And in short, what they wrote basically was, we can't. So they're saying they can't afford us to give us a $1,000 bonus out of the kindness of their heart Yet, their CEO and executives can get six-figure bonuses, making millions of dollars. Well, and the thing is, too, fuck the the main CEO, mm-hmm. right? Because you cut her down to two million, which, that's wonderful. Yeah. Fuck you if you're telling me that's not For enough. For real, right? I would love a quarter of that. Like, right. Come on. If you just took that. But, no, no, you got plenty of fucking people up there making stupid money. Yeah. You could take a little chunk of that back from each one. Exactly. Make it not even that hard of a fucking hit. Mm-hmm. And make everybody's life better. Yeah. And we're all refusing. happy. Right. That's lame. Yeah, super lame. It's yeah. heartbreaking and shameful. Like It's really shameful, man. I mean, this, is, this isn't like... This is a real industry. Mm-hmm. You know, this is saving people's lives, yeah. keeping them healthy. Biggest healthcare system in southwest Washington. And they've made multiple threats at the table saying, one statement from the lawyer was they wouldn't even be able to give us a third of what we were asking for. If they were to give us the wages we were asking for, they would have to sell the hospital. Yeah. So make us feel like what we're doing is going to cause you guys to sell the hospital when you guys don't have your financials together. Like, if you have to sell the hospital... If you are financially not good, you gotta look at yourself. Like, we're not here hoarding the money. We see where all the money's going at the top, so don't tell us that you're financially unstable when, as you said, you can make some cuts to the top, trim the fatty parts, and spread that love down the chain. But they refuse not to. It's the poor me, we're broke, we can't give you what you want. Tough shit. Yeah, that's some bullshit. I mean, the CEO should be sitting down at the table, too, and figure out yeah. what the fuck's going on Yeah, she there. hasn't said anything. This Well, she's made statements, uh, just propaganda, fear pieces that they put out to scare folks, and they act like everything's just going to be great, fine and dandy, come this week, but I would imagine they're going to feel the, the hardship and pain that it's going to cause, and we don't want to do this, but... We've been forced to do this. What else are you going to do? Exactly. This is fucking bullshit. Continue to waste time, and we're sitting here come December with no damn contract, and nobody wants to do that. We want this done as soon as possible. want this to be over with, with a fair contract. With for... a fair, you didn't lose, yeah, maybe they didn't lose exactly. either. You know, I mean, fucking trimming the fat is... is needs to happen everywhere in this fucking country. Exactly. Like, I get this is a capitalistic country. Yeah. I get it, Mm -hmm. right? But at the same time, that doesn't mean we have to be assholes. Exactly. About everything. For real. Don't have to hoard and be greedy. Share that love. Yeah. Yeah. That's real rough. And then their mission statement, you know, is maintaining the healing mission or following the healing mission of Jesus Christ. But 
you're gonna cut our health insurance. Like, oh nice. Yeah. Come on, they, Jesus does not stand for that cutting our health <laughs> insurance. Like, come on, dog. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Right, they're a, they're a very religious group. Yeah, they're right? a Catholic organization. Wow. Not acting very Catholic. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, it depends on how you look at Catholic. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's like the Vatican hoarding all their bullshit, right? Yeah, not a good look. Yeah, dude, it's sketchy. Yeah, so that's crazy. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, we can see some sunshine at the end of the road. And so, what do you guys? What's gonna stop the strike? If they came to came to you guys with an offer right fucking now. Mm-hmm. What would you guys, I'm not saying you had to bite the bullet, right? I'm saying what's a little above biting the bullet here? What, what, what'll end everything? So I can't personally speak because it has to be decided upon okay. as a group, you know, collectively together, make sure everybody's on board. Someone like me, myself, I would think at a bare minimum, like a 10, 10, 10, or a 10, 10, 5, you know, 10%, you're at the bare minimum, like... Ideally, we would want more, but to me, that seems fair for the group as a whole. I can't speak for other members of the group. That's just my own personal opinion, but That's a good way to put I that. feel like that would be fair for yeah. me personally, but you know, there's other folks that have higher needs and some folks, groups that make less than I do, so those folks that are really struggling, I'm sure they would need more than that just to be financially able to survive and make ends meet and not be living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, what if we did this, right? And this isn't me bargaining for them, right? Yeah, yeah. What if we hit eights all the way across, mm-hmm. right? But increase the normal wage to, like, let's say at least 19. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. anybody who is making less than that at least gets push up. Bumps I know that up. doesn't help everybody in the yeah, group, yeah, yeah. right? Like, to make it. But you still got eights across the board, mm-hmm. and you got the people who really do need that extra little bit. At least somewhat happy. Yeah. You know? I mean, that... They, they can at least be doing some shit like yeah. this. Like, thinking about something that might help. Exactly. Being creative. Of, and, right. Yeah. And then, you know... One of the proposals we had besides the cost of living adjustment... So, how our pay scale works... You have your years of experience. So, if you got... 10 years of experience related to that field, you would, in the contract, we have grades, grades 1 through 14, let's say. Okay. So, say, me and MA, for example, I'm on grade 14, I have three years of experience, so I would drop down to a step three. So it's like, the starting wage is at the top, and then every step that goes down, 1 through 15 you increase on the step scale. So that's how you get your yearly wage increase. Okay. So you have three years of experience, you'll start at step three. If you're an MA, you're at grade 14. So grade 14, step three. And then every year, as you get those years of experience, you increase on that scale. So the MAs, like myself, last year, we had to do a campaign because we were underpaid, I think making like $17, $18 starting somewhere in that field, we were getting people leaving our clinic. Some were still working for Peace Health in non-union areas, and they are making more money in the non-union areas than they were in the union areas. So 
got folks leaving their job to get paid better. You got other folks leaving just because of issues at work or work location. Mainly, it's about getting the better wage for themselves, their right. family. So we had tons of people leaving, severely short staff, not just in my clinic, but other clinics as well. So we got together as the medical assistants, come up with a plan, how are we gonna get a wage increase for us? We worked with the internal organizer through the union, came up with a plan to meet with HR. We had our meeting with HR, went through why we need a wage increase, people are leaving, we're struggling, we're not able to retain and get new hires, something needs to change. Best way to change that issue is increasing our wages, be more attractive to other folks. And we're also one of the lowest paid, paid groups in Clark County as far as healthcare goes. So you can go to Kaiser, make five bucks more. You can go to Legacy, make six, seven bucks more, you yeah. know, so. Why is someone going to stay at Peace Health when they could just easily hop over to a different hospital or clinic and be making a substantial a amount? Increase. Yeah. yeah. So we had our first meeting, ran through, you know, we're struggling, we need a wage increase, have everybody talk, explain their side. And that same lady who's at the bargaining table right now, she told us appreciation does not come in the form of pay. And we're like, okay, but we've told you, we're struggling. We're not able to get folks in the door. We got people going out the door. There needs to be a change. That took us seven months of talking with them, saying our side, saying why we needed it. We had to do little actions like wear buttons at shirt, wear red union shirt at work, you know, stuff like that to amp up, show that we are united and we're not backing down. We're gonna keep fighting. So had like three or four meetings. We did uh, payday bars. We wrote, taped them on a sign. We're like, MAs need a payday. Gave all those to management so they can send it up the chain. Like, look, we got 30 messages from the MAs saying they need a payday. What's going on? Then we still weren't getting anywhere. And seven months later, people are getting tired, you know. Doesn't seem like it's going our way. <coughs> So what we decided to do was file grievances, which is where, for example, a grievance I had filed. So the PARs at that point, which are the phone access folks that are talking on the phone with patients, scheduling their appointments, they were making more than we were as MAs. They don't need a degree, you know, usually at least some experience in an office setting or hospital type setting. They're making more than we were. You don't have to have a certificate, a degree, nothing. It's more entry level. Very important job, but they're making more than we were. We have to pay for our certificate. We felt like we needed more money to be either equal to them or higher. So that's what we were fighting for. And then once we filed those grievances, an example of the grievance I wrote was working outside of my job classification. So when we would have to call patients and get them scheduled, well, that's the work a PARS doing. They're making more money than us, so let's file a grievance saying we should be getting that wage because we're doing that type of job. Yeah. So we filed over like 35 grievances, all the MAs, and they were overwhelmed because with the grievance, if it's not a class action grievance, class action grievance is the whole group come together, talk with HR, how are we going to get past this or not get past this? Individual grievances, HR has to schedule a time for every single grievance, talk with them, come with an outcome. There's three steps to the grievance 
process and then it can go to arbitration in the court system very lengthy very time consuming so that put the pressure on them to be like well we're not going to waste time going through each individual grievance wasting all that money on that so they actually came back to us with a substantial offer to increase our wages i believe the average increase was about four dollars and fifty cents so that was an excellent win because it was mid-contract, we're not bargaining. They kept saying, no, you guys aren't understaffed, you guys are paid fine, the market's good, don't worry about it, just keep doing what you're doing, and basically don't talk to us, just shut up, basically. But we said, no, screw that, we're gonna keep fighting. So eventually we fought, seven months later, we won. And it was hard, but brought us together, showed us that we can win if we're standing as one, and to not take their shit and just keep fighting. So. That was a great accomplishment, and that's what got me, you know, wanting to continue doing union work because it feels good to help your coworkers, help yourself, and get a win, and then potentially get more wins for the better of your membership, better for the community, patient care, all that. So that was just an example of a campaign we had did for the MAs. It's a long so that's fight. That's really what got you going in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because felt good, you know, get a win. Show the employer that they're in the wrong. You can say whatever you want about us, but our stance isn't going to change, and we're going to continue to fighting. Might have to budge here and there, but just got to take it as it comes and keep moving forward. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I guess we'll see you on the on the side of the road, huh? Yeah, Mill Plain. Tomorrow yeah. morning, 6.30 a.m. to 7. We're going to be loud. Uh, it's probably it's gonna be a fun time. I'm excited. Yeah. We're gonna be posted up, just hanging out. Got the signs ready, and community members, everyone's welcome to come. Stop by. We can't be on Peace Health property, so that's why we are on the public property around the hospital. And they got their fences up to keep us out. Even though obviously we're gonna be respectful and within our rights and what we need to do, but it's gonna be a good time tomorrow. And next week, I'm excited. Nice. There's going to be a party going on? There's yeah. food and stuff, yeah, too? Yeah, music. I mean, community members. Folks will be bringing in food as well. But, yeah, basically, it's the support that we get from the community. And the support we get from ourselves is going to ensure that we're successful on this. Nice. Yeah. How many people are you expecting to show up? Over 800. Wow. Mm-hmm. We also got um, the Teamsters, USPS. They sanction Peace Health, so they're not going to be delivering anything, picking anything up from there. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's an issue. The managers and supervisors through uh, UPS, they could technically pick stuff up, but it's not going to be the majority of their workforce. So it's helpful. And we got support of other local unions in Clark County that are willing to come, support, do what they need to do to help us out. It's cool, man. Yeah. So it feels good. You know, community's got our back, and we're fighting for them just as well. You know, it's not just wages. It's safe staffing, respect at work, living wages, a part of that. But And then, obviously, to protest the unfair labor practice charges, where we have more than just the my time changes. Can't think of them off the top of my head, but multiple times where they've broken federal law. That's the main focus of the unfair labor practice strike, which that lets us return to our jobs and they can't replace us with permanent replacements. Yeah, but they can come in and just just pay people 
a stupid amount of money to do your job while you're gone. Yeah, burn all this money on a temporary solution when they could invest in their workforce and their community for the betterment of everyone. But they want to burn money, have a short-term solution, think they can kick us and beat us down, but I don't think that's going to happen because we're fighting. And as you'll see this week, it's going to be very loud and very big. That's good, man. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, shit. Right off on Mill Plan, huh? Yep. In between 87th and 92nd. Yeah, right in front of Peace Hell. Yep. Yeah, I see the fences up already. Yeah. That's hot. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, some folks saying that security was talking about tasing us and shit on the picket line, just yeah. talking shit, but, you know, it is what it is. We just take it as it comes. But... How much was that big-ass bird? I think... If I remember correctly, I think they got a donation from somebody. It was in the millions of dollars. It was expensive. And they did the whole rebranding. I don't know, have you seen the new logo? Uh-uh. Yeah, so they, it's still a dove. It's like just yeah. facing the other way. Looks a little different. I believe they spent $25 million on that rebranding. I don't know if you've seen those weird signs. Like there's one on I-5, multiple ones on I-5, but they have the We See You. It's like a circle. Folks facing no, it. Kind of a creepy advertisement. We see you. <laughs> yeah, straight up. We see you, and then there's like a guy or a caregiver just like looking in the sign. and Oh. Very weird. They have it in the paper. We see you. It's like, even though oh, no, I have means. seen that. Yeah, the creepy seen that? ones. Yeah. yeah. They're like green, right? Yeah, yep. yep. Yeah. yeah that's, that's unnerving. Yeah. Like, Okay, you see. Okay, <laughs> cool. And so does the government. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean. Are you are you a part of that system? For real, now? spying on us. What's, yeah, what's going on? But yeah, just waste of money everywhere. Like, we know what Peace Health is. We know what their brand is. You guys had to waste twenty five million to rebrand. It's not like they did anything wrong or anything was bad. Like, what was the point in rebranding? Like, is that gonna boost your profits? Is that gonna make people have a better look? on your company like what's the point we didn't get it we all agree it's a big old waste of money that have been a, a great increase yeah invest in your workers like what are you right. doing and maybe you know a small percentage of that to change a logo it literally is nothing special like my son my four-year-old son could probably draw a similar logo to what they have right now it's ridiculous i had a question yeah so i don't know if you saw this um I, I, I try not to stay very political, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I did just see something, and it keeps posting up on my timeline and shit, about Biden saying there's another uh, pandemic coming. Oh, really? I haven't heard of No? Uh, uh-uh. Okay, well, I figured the medical... Yeah. You guys would know. I haven't heard of any. I mean, shit happens, you know. People, yeah. Stuff comes. You have COVID, swine flu, bird flu, all these random flus coming through. I haven't personally heard anything of a new pandemic, though. Okay. What was it? About he just said there's another one coming, so we need to be ready. Gotcha. Like it sounds pretty prepared to me. That's pretty bullshit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, who I knows? Know this is coming for real. Yeah, I mean, you can look at the past 10, 15 years. Like obviously we get something random that pops yeah. up. So you can say there's a anyone can say there's a pandemic coming, but right. unless you got a specific timeline, what is it about? How is it affecting the population? There's a lot of different well, factors. If you're still play. looking for a house and the pandemic hits, mm-hmm. buy. That's a, a good time buy to get them. Yeah. Right. Well, that's why we had 2 3%. Yeah. Because of the pandemic. With the interest rates. Yeah, it was super a world low. crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
But everyone's so pissed off right now, the 7%, 7.5%. For the interest rate. Yeah, sometimes. but like 7 to 9% is, is average. Gotcha. They're like, well, give me 2 and 3%. Well, you want to die? You know? <laughs> yeah, like, for real. <laughs> I mean, hundreds of thousands of people had to die for you to get yeah, that interest rate. Exactly. So it's up to you, bud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, take what you can get or wait right. for that next opportunity. Man, if you haven't heard it and you're in the workforce, I'm sure this is just more of like, I mean, the dude's senile as fuck. Like, yeah. you see some of the shit he's doing, I'm just like, will you please get this poor man a bed? For real. We just need get him a, a bed and leave him the fuck alone. We need an age limit, definitely. Damn, for sure. Or at least like a, like a fucking test of competency or... Something. Maybe not competency, but like ability. Yeah. You know? I mean, this dude is fucking old. Super falling old. down all the time. Like, I would bro. not want my grandma or grandpa in a role like that. Like, yeah. they are not... Mentally well themselves. To me, I see whoever is president is just just the puppet of everybody. More than likely, right? But like, at least get one that cannot fall. Yeah, definitely. That's not sitting there with notes, reading off to everybody. Like he should at least be able to hold a conversation, bro. Definitely not have a chance of breaking a hip. (laughs) Yeah, for real. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I'm not excited for this next this next election coming. What this next year? Something like that. Yeah, fuck it. I don't even care. I haven't voted since I was 18. Yeah. It's 33 now. For real. Fuck it all. Yeah, I agree. We'll deal with what comes. Exactly. I mean, I get every vote's important, but I don't yeah. know. It's like... You know, to people <laughs> like that, I say, uh, you don't want mine. Yeah. And the reason is, is because I don't know shit. Yeah. Like, you want me voting? Like, okay, I'm going to pick this dude because his name sounds weird. I respect that. You know you what know? I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, just like picking oh, a but, random box. But he's a Republican there. or Democrat. I don't know which one's which. Yeah. You want me to vote, bro? Like, <laughs> I know there's a donkey and an elephant involved. I don't even know which one they stand for. for real. Probably two wings of the same bird. Right. Like. I mean, I voted when I was 18 for Obama. Mm-hmm. That was the first time I ever voted. And I was like, yes, change. Yeah. And then uh, from then on, I, I don't even know what he did. Yeah. I have no idea. Gotcha. I know what happened in my life. Uh-huh. You know, jail and... And other shit, yeah. <laughs> like having children. Yeah, but like other than that, I don't, I don't know what the fuck. For like, real, it's going on like nationwide, worldwide. All I know is all that conservatives and liberals are fighting. Yeah, uh, I'm somewhere in the middle throats. here. Yeah. yeah, like and the thing that bothers me most about politics is that like I'm a Democrat or I'm a Republican, like. Oh, so you agree with every single thing this person says? Yeah. You're an idiot. It's like you no should way. have your own opinion and right. make your own choice. And you on... should be able to understand that you're going to like different things from yeah, each side. exactly. If you're not a person who can understand that balance mm-hmm. and you're just like, I'm on this team because I am. Yeah. Now you're just, just a part a of tribalism. Yeah. yeah. Like Rather just... than having your own thoughts and your own beliefs right. and make your own decision. Yeah, it's dumb to just follow the crowd and... Not listen to your inner self and right. what is best for you, what is best for your family. That yeah. I mean, I had a conversation and because um, I'm big on no politics. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm apolitical, right? I don't give a fuck and I think the government's trying to fuck us. Yeah. Um, but um, she was talking about you should at least vote locally, local mm-hmm. government, because that at least affects you. And I'm like, fuck that. Fuck the government. <laughs> fuck this shit. And she's like, no, but like... Your, your vote actually counts in that part. Mm-hmm. And and you don't have to go through and figure out everything. No. Figure out the parts that are going to affect maybe even just you. Yeah, exactly. And vote for that shit. At the shit. bare minimum. Like, right. Look out for yourself. Yourself, your family, yeah. like the people you care about. Mm-hmm. Like, I can get that. I mean, our mayor in this town right now, or, yeah, mayor, 
what's her fucking name? Couldn't tell you, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> well, so I know this woman. Uh-huh. She was a part of my uh, Boy Scout troop back in the day. Oh, really? She is a bitch. Yeah. As a human being, I hate her. Yeah. She's a terrible human being. She raised a terrible human being, which, again, we're 16 when I knew this kid. He yeah. was a prick know-it-all. Gotcha. Right? And, um, but she became mayor, and I remember we went to Campery. You know what that is? Uh-uh, so, is like, that? every year you go on, like, a big Boy Scout camping trip. Okay. Right? And all the troops get together, and you all, like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So we went, and it was, like, Merriweather... Lewis and Merriweather camp. Anyways, um, but I had gotten in trouble a couple times. It's two and a half hours to get there. Gotcha. She hated me so much, she took me home. Damn. And came back before it was over. Yeah. Jeez. Because I was it was getting in so trouble. So it's like a six hour drive. Yeah. There and back she drove all stay. the way home, dropped me off, and then came all the way back. Damn. Because she just, just hated did your not guts? like me. Yeah. Well, I mean, her son sucked. Yeah. You know, I was talking shit to him the whole time, and then she was like, I heard you said this about my son, and I'm like, yeah, and it's all true. Yeah. I hate you, I hate him, I hate everybody. What else are we supposed to do as teenage boys besides talking shit? The biggest thing that got me kicked out was uh, my friend Vinny. Mm -hmm. Sicilian slapped me. There's a couple of us that were Sicilian Mm -hmm. in this this group, right? And so a Sicilian slap is where you, you put your hand behind someone's head. Gotcha. And you do your best not to move your arm, and you go whack. Okay. Just like on the so back of the neck. flick of the Yeah, hand. dude. Gotcha. Grandpas are perfect at it. Yeah. They're amazing, right? I don't know how they do it, and you don't see it coming. It just really Perfected hurts. that technique. Right. <laughs> so I talked to him about this. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then he sneaks up behind me, and with everything he's got, slapped me in the back of the head. Damn. So I picked up the closest stick I can, uh-huh. and I throw it. You know when you throw something as hard as you fucking can, you really yeah. don't think it's going to hit anything? Nah. I fucking whacked him with Just it. Just dead on. Here's what I didn't know. What do Boy Scouts do when they're out camping? Huh. Sharpen every fucking oh, stick available. Oh, damn. So this thing was so had, like, sharp. like a spear. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I literally grabbed a stick and just hurled it at him. And it's Damn. end over end. Uh-huh. But what I didn't know was it was sharp on both sides. Damn. So luckily it slapped his back. Okay. There wasn't a point. But on... any more of a turn, I would have fucking impaled him with Damn. it. Like a I had no idea. Shit. Yeah. But that's how she got me out of there. Gotcha. Man, she, she just sucked. done after that. Took yeah. her ass home. Yeah. That's, that's what she wanted. It's kind of lame, though. He wasn't even hurt. Like. And you weren't intentionally. Well, he wasn't even to... he he wasn't even mad. He like he knew. Oh, he, he didn't even care it. about it. No. She just hated you so much. Yeah, she hated me. Well, and the thing was, Vinny was like the fastest kid. He took like second because mm-hmm. I think we we're in in like high school. So he was like one of the fastest kids in the county. Got you. I knew I'm not catching this guy. I was yeah. a little fat kid. Uh, you know what I mean? So I'm going to throw a stick at you. Yeah. You're lucky it wasn't a rock. For real. You know? <laughs> like, actually, he might have been better off with the fucking rock yeah. with, that, with a turn. Like a, just that little turn, he'd have been fucking impaled. Damn. But, yeah, man, it was nuts. So she sucks. I hate her. Gotcha. I met her. I saw her again, and she knew who I was instantly. Oh, yeah, I we remembered you. didn't even. She held nothing. that grudge on you. She sucks ass. But she keeps winning. Oh, yeah. Like, people must really not know who she is. Oh, the Ann McKernie Ogle? Yes. Okay. Yes. It just popped in my head right now. Ogle, right? Yeah. So, like, that that's her last name and then his last name. Okay. So, but her son is Ogle. Gotcha. And so I used to call him Captain Ogley Butt. Gotcha. <laughs> right? Because like, he was just that, that, that Boy Scout that, like, 
He just sucked, mm-hmm. right? And he may be a great person now. I, I don't even know who yeah. he is or where just he's in at. The past, as you guys but as a kid, he was just a shitty person, mm-hmm. you know. And he thought since his mom and dad were there and were, were part of the leadership, he could just do and do say whatever what he, the wanted, fuck he wanted, no consequence. And nothing. I really just went, like I was a tenderfoot, right? Which is like your first class, and okay. you like work your way up the classes, like brand new for like to three that. fucking years. Okay, I gave zero shits about these badges. I wanted to go camping. Yeah. Right, so I didn't give a shit. So they wanted me out of there pretty bad. Okay, but were you like just not participating at all, or I participated? Oh, okay, but I, like I wouldn't turn anything in. Gotcha. Like I didn't want any badges. You're it was just... the same thing. Like in high school, one year I got a point zero three mm-hmm. grade point average. Yeah, and that was because I showed up to PE. Gotcha. You know what I mean? The bare, bare I'm minimum. in every class. I show up every day. I miss no classes, and I didn't do shit. Gotcha. It's almost harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. That's the kid I was, dude, and it was it was terrible. But, anyways. But you're here now. And I'm here now, you made right? Past all and that. we're uh, we're gonna go on strike, and we're gonna fuck some shit Hell up. Hell yeah, for real. These people health guys need to understand, like, like. They need to understand how negotiations work. Yeah. Everybody needs to feel like they didn't lose. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys are fucking medical workers, Exactly. Dude. Like, that's not a game. Uh-huh. We need to be ready and, and take care of each other. And exactly. Well, if you're going to pay minimum wage, it could be for the guys at McDonald's. Yeah. Not Where for people entry-level job, no certificates, no experience. You know, you got folks that are trying to better our community, trying right. to have good patient care, trying to live themselves, you know, right. make ends meet. And you got this rich employer who has who's hoarding all the wealth and has a major disconnect from from what really goes on on the floor. Right. It's outrageous, and that's why we're fighting. That's why we're striking. So we're tired of it, and we're willing to take a stand and willing to have a short term loss for long term benefits. That's fantastic. Well, I'm there. I'm su- I support you guys. We I may not be there you. in person. Hey, if you're driving by, you can honk. Yeah. Or we also have the GoFundMe that we have um, good plug that going shit. for that. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you can get the, um, do you have like a webpage to post a link or anything? Uh, text me the link okay. and I'll post it when I post this. Cool. It goes good. on all the fucking websites. Okay. I'll have it as like the heading. Hell yeah. Sounds the GoFundMe good. for you guys. So yeah, I got the community support there to help us through the it's tough times, but we're yeah. going to make it through and have a long-term benefit for everybody. That's good. Community, man. members. I, I do love that in this country we can do some shit like this. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, rather than potentially go on strike and you're getting fired, your ass yeah. isn't coming back here, and nice try for trying to stand up for what you want, but now you are going to have to go somewhere else and either struggle or... In this case, you're leaving Peace Health, you're probably going to be making better money, money somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would you want to be the, the, like the least paying people around it makes no sense it doesn't make it you're not gonna have the best fucking as a employees. business yeah, yeah. there's it no way literally makes zero sense because just just a five dollar increase per hour mm-hmm. that's a lot of fucking money yeah i mean when i started working minimum wage was nine bucks yeah me too i think it was like 947 right. when i started it's so like, like you're telling me i can get almost half that just by just by moving somewhere else uh-huh. yeah fuck that i'd have been gone for real and all it's like, day how now in our lives for me personally but this is the most money i've ever made in my life right but yet i'm still here struggling trying to pay rent trying to pay bills trying to support my family trying to do external things you know and i make the best money I've made, but I'm still struggling. 
Like, doesn't what sense does sense. that make? No, it doesn't. If you work 40, 40 to 50 hours a week, there's no way you should be struggling. You no. should be fine. Exactly. Yeah. And you think with a large healthcare system, they would have our backs and they would want to support us and give us what we need and what we deserve. Well, and what these people do from healthcare, like, like the amount of stupid money they make yeah. trying to just keep people mediocrely healthy. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a whole other subject, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd love to go over that with you sometime yeah. on how, like, we give pills to not cure shit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, chemo. Treat like, it, but not cure it. Right. That's yeah. what, it's, it's terrible, but you play that fucking game, but You're you can't pay bad. the people that work for you. Exactly. Right? You, you're just hoarding billions of fucking dollars for mm-hmm. what? What are you even going to do with all that for shit? For real. Spread it out. Make us a Have it in your more... casket when you die and be like, screw you guys. Might as well, man. <laughs> for real. I'm going to turn it into gold. Yeah. Bury it with me. I actually have a whole plan of like putting um, like a USB drive in one of my jaw. In yeah. my jaw, like in my teeth. When you're dead. For when I die, uh, it's going to be in the will. My kids are going to have to go on a fucking adventure to get my wealth. They're <laughs> going to have to go all over the fucking <laughs> world fucking like, collecting your clues. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Good luck. For real. That's I'm funny. sure my kids will be like, fuck it. For real. Yeah, We're dead. Fuck it. He's dead. Yeah. Somebody will find it. For real. But anyways. Still get that money back. <laughs> all right, man. Well, we'll close up here. Um, yeah, it's about that time. So, uh, thanks for coming in. Yeah, thank you, you for know? giving me the opportunity to Absolutely. say our piece and get the message out there. This is pretty important. It is, because it's I a like big that. change. It's a big group and a big struggle, and the more people involved, the better. I'm pretty stoked it was you, too. Thank you. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked you a lot. We had that dinner, and, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you were who I was talking to the whole fucking time yeah. anyways. I was pretty nervous some old weird dude was going to come yeah. in here, and I'm going to have to monotone walk through this shit so. yeah not be able to be yourself and right and just I was really expecting that you want to so hear something glad. funny after that birthday what cause I had that I don't even remember what I ate but I uh, after the dinner I had you know some drinks and that big old plate put my nicotine pouch in at the end and then I just started getting the spins oh, and I was no. like oh fuck don't throw up don't throw up <laughs> yeah. get in the car I'm laying back, you know, I'm like just trying to close my eyes and focus on the happy place. We start driving, and I'm like, damn, I'm going to throw up. I was like, I don't feel good. Fucking grab an Amazon package out the back seat, rip that shit open, luckily it was there, pulled it out, just vomited crazily into there, threw up my whole dinner. Then we stopped at a 7-Eleven, dropped it in the trash, (laughs) went about my day. But I was like, damn, just ruined my dinner, but... Sometimes you gotta throw up. Yeah. Eat too much and do what you gotta do. Yeah, man. But I told my coworkers about it later on. They're all cracking up. But no for the future. What well, so you get trying to handle? keep up. That's right. I could not keep up. You are the king. That was a lot of food, dude. That was a lot for real. Yeah. It was bomb, but. It was good food, yeah. Super good. They got good food there, man. They do. Peter Old Tapatia. Yep, yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Fire. Fire. Yeah. All right, man. Well, so this is Tyler Toby Townsend again. And Jerry Chittister. All right, so come out and support. They'll be going all week, right? Yep, all week, Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. All right, man. Thank and you. And I'll get that GoFundMe plugged. Yeah, do that. Cool. All right, man, thanks. Yeah.